Hello, I'm Simon Thompson, Chief Executive of the Chartered Banker Institute and author of Green and Sustainable Finance Principles and Practice. In both roles, I spend a lot of my time speaking with policymakers, regulators and banking professionals to try to understand how we can build the capacity, the capabilities, the culture required to align finance with the objectives of the Paris Agreement and broader sustainability goals. So conversations about climate risk, green and sustainable finance, nature-based risks and finance, and more broadly, how our sector can lead the, the global transition to net zero and a more sustainable world overall. Green conversations, if you like. And I've been fortunate to meet many interesting, expert and inspiring individuals uh, along the way. And so I decided to record and share some of these green conversations with a wider audience and especially to try and move the conversation on from the, the big picture, the headline announcements and commitments made by finance sector alliances and individual institutions, down to what needs to be done by banking professionals working in the front line to put green and sustainable finance principles into practice so they can have green conversations with their customers, their clients and their colleagues. So welcome to episode four of Green Conversations and welcome to my guest today, Richard Winder, the UK Head of Sustainability at Handelsbanken. Hi, Simon. It's a pleasure to be with you. Hi, Richard. Thanks for joining me. Now, Richard, you've been a Handelsbanker since 2011, initially here in the UK, but uh, it was during your three years as Global Head of External Affairs for the bank in Stockholm. I think you became increasingly involved personally and professionally in sustainability issues. An interest I'm delighted uh, to be able to say you've developed by gaining the Institute Certificate in Green and Sustainable Finance. And today as the bank's head of sustainability, uh, Richard is responsible for embedding sustainability across Handelsbankens and two and a half thousand colleagues. And it's really that, that new role, Richard, which leads me on to my first question for you, because in a previous podcast with Simon Connell from Standard Chartered, he spoke about individuals moving from light green to dark green roles, which seems like a, a good summary of your own journey. So could you tell our listeners a bit more about your personal and professional journey and, and, and what does a bank's head of sustainability do these days? You know, it's a role that has certainly evolved a lot, I think, over the last couple of years. Yes, yeah. Um, I heard that interview actually with Simon. but it was, it was really good. Um, and I think we're two organisations with maybe quite different footprints and, and quite different business models. But I could hear many of the same challenges and experiences coming through uh, and, and that comment about moving from light green to, to dark green, I, I think is, is a very good one, certainly certainly in my case. Um, so I'd start by saying that even before Handelsberg and I was drawn to what I would probably have considered causes of difference. So I worked in consultancy and I worked, um, for instance, promoting the importance of independent financial advice or uh, the mutuality movement, for instance. Um, and I assume that that's how I came to Handelsbanker's attention. If I flip it around, that's that's how Handelsbanking um, attracted me, because uh, it wasn't really because there were a relatively unknown Swedish bank in the UK mm -hmm. that I thought, oh, that would oh, be a great place to go. Um, but right from the start, I was able to um, engage with a whole range of stakeholders, policymakers, academics, um, corporate customers, even fairly large corporates who weren't customers, but were just really interested in Handelsbanken's values-led model and how that actually worked in practice and how that could have created the, you know, the sort of successful, sustainable business model Handelsbanken has held for, for many decades. 
Um, as you mentioned, more recently, um, I've been able to intensify that focus, um, and particularly during my three years over in Stockholm, where I was, um, I had a global role around external affairs and, and therefore was really dealing with some of those issues around, you know, values and purpose uh, and stakeholder um, economy, but also uh, increasingly, of course, being dominated by uh, climate change, um, and by issues around social equity as well. So it was a great way to move from, from an area of passion of mine into something that had more structure and, and, and which was becoming increasingly uh, strategically important to, to, to all organizations, but not least to, to our own. So when I came back to the UK, then uh, far more of my focus was uh, explicitly around sustainability. And then that's really where the uh, the role that I have today uh, came together. And you ask what it is that I actually do, which is a, a pretty reasonable question. Um, <laughs> the, the first thing that, um, uh, that, that I and my team needed to do, having formed uh, last year, was to uh, define a sustainability strategy for us here in the UK. And, and uh, that was a very inclusive process around the organisation. But that's really helped already to make sure that we are able to align our focuses and align our ambition levels. Um, then aside from that and getting that out there into the organization, making sure people are aware of that and thinking about what it means for them, um, there's this sort of continual um, connecting to both uh, knowledge and to networks for, for different parts of the organization to, to make sure people in their roles are aware of innovations and standards and regulations different ways of thinking uh, as they are developing uh, across our industry and indeed beyond and and to help to think about how these relate to our particular model and how they relate to our market position so I do spend a lot of time answering questions internally and, and, and you know visiting different forums to 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 pick up on uh, particular points that have been raised and um, where people are you know maybe scratching their heads a little bit um, I like to think of it as slightly candidly, I suppose, as, as you know, it's a quest to put myself out of a job. Because of course, if we really do succeed in embedding sustainability in all parts of the organization, both the thinking and, and then the, you know, the acting on that, then there is only a fairly small role for a sustainability department or a sustainability head themselves. But I suspect there'll always be a role because there will always be new questions. There will always be evolving, perspectives on the old questions as well and we need to make sure that we're keeping up with that and able to interpret that as best we can for the organization uh, and then of course i you know from time to time do things like this so you know try to represent the bank's uh, position externally and, and try to learn from learn from the engagement um, that that i and others are making uh, on the external scene as well I think it'll be a very, a very long time before sort of you and other heads of sustainability are putting yourselves out of roles because, um, you know, we're only just beginning to address the, uh, the climate uh, challenge and we have a much broader range of environmental and social sustainability factors to which we're only beginning to, uh, to, to look at these days, I, I think. Um, but it, you, you mentioned about um, Handels Banken's famous values-led model as one of the things that attracted you to the, to, to, to the bank. Um, of course, Handels Banken also famously has a very decentralized model um, compared to kind of most, other, most other banks. Um, 
And, and yet, you know, when we're looking at uh, climate targets and, and, and things like this, these tend to be centralized, group-wide or countrywide sort of targets. So how are you how are you balancing this across the, the group and here in the UK to ensure two and a half thousand colleagues with that decentralized model are sort of bought into and are sort of working towards these overall targets? Well, no, that's a really good question because it does, as, as I think you pointed out, it gets to the heart of our model. Um, and I think the first thing I would say is, even in our strongly decentralized organization, after all these years of doing it this way, you know, not everything can be or is decentralized. And, and decentralization is therefore not equated to, to anarchy. Uh, <laughs> what, what, it, <laughs> what it does mean is that uh, each individual has maximum autonomy where they're closest to the question or to the information to, uh, to take that decision for themselves. Um, but they take that decision within a really strong framework. It has to be, simply has to be a really strong framework of policies, of principles, uh, you know, of, of, of ways of doing things. Um, and, you know, that, that, is, that is kind of how we ensure that we are ultimately one bank with one set of values one set of goals if you like and, and operating principles and, and also you know one brand so wherever wherever you are in not just the country but but you know in the countries that we operate you're still experiencing something that you can uh you can pin down as a as a handles bank and experience so i think i think that's you know that's important in in this context as much as it is is anywhere else now, I'd say probably the challenge and at the same time the opportunity in, in decentralization are, are two sides of the same coin. And it's really about how to embed new common thinking into our everyday work. So when we manage to do this, we, we tap into a, a really powerful mechanism for change. And I would I'd probably say that that is strongly empowered, highly engaged employees, really powerful. Um, but we don't create that you know our way of doing this isn't by parceling up big targets and making them into smaller targets attaching financial incentives chopping and changing our portfolio from some central control tower it's it's about our branch teams building our impact from the ground up customer by customer within their communities and then we are able as an overall as an organization as we track progress to make the boat go faster so to speak through communicating through the organization, through sharing of information, through tweaking of our central guidance around, you know, credit guidance and other kinds of guidance, through working together, you know, pulling different groups together and co-creating customer engagement approaches, sharing what works, um, essentially. So, so we have many ways tried and tested of, of, of kind of calibrating our performance as we go along together. But really, the, the, the main engine of this is employees' own engagement because they are empowered. And, and, and may I suggest that, that perhaps needs to be a thirty there. You, you may have uh, empowered and engaged employees, um, but what about the education they need so they are able to be um, empowered and, and engaged? So, and I'm thinking, particularly in the sustainability context, um, you know, which is a, a complex and and rapidly evolving area you know what do your colleagues need to know about sustainability um and sustainable finance and and you know what in practical terms is the bank doing to help colleagues develop their their knowledge and expertise in these areas yeah another great question uh, developing 
relevant knowledge and, and skills across the bank is probably the biggest focus for us right now. And not not everyone needs the same detailed understanding. I'm sure you'd be the first to say that, you know, of every aspect of, of, of this. And it's almost impossible to think of it like that. Oh, definitely. Our yeah. branches, so our branches, you know, they need to be able to guide customers on their climate risks and help them identify opportunities. They need to, you know, have have the support and have the ways to help customers plan and then act accordingly. And obviously they need to be able to provide the right financing solutions. And then that takes you across to, you know, your, your product teams, they need to they need to get the way that green finance works, what's new and, and, and what's not, you know, what, what is just a retake of something we've always done as bankers. Mm. Um, think about evolving voluntary standards, government and policy and how that all fits in. Uh, and, and need to think about what data needs to be reported out of out of products. And those are only two areas. Obviously, I could take you around the rest of the bank, but we don't have time for that today. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, professional development is an area of sustainability. It's absolutely, you know, it's absolutely vital. And it's not just now, but I think, you know, for the rest of time, really. And what it looks like uh, can be quite different across the organisation. So that's that's what we're really trying to work to support. But we're trying to do it in that decentralized way as well, where we make resources available. We set the framework of what we're all trying to achieve and the way the main means in which we should try to achieve that. And then we, you know, we rely on the enthusiasm of our colleagues to, to lean into that, to, to learn and develop themselves. And then we try to, you know, find where things are quite going fast enough or, or where we've got opportunities through things going you know, faster than we even hoped. Which there's an interesting parallel there with what we try and do at the Institute, because, of course, we we don't sort of force members to go down particular pathways and say, you must learn this and then this and then this and then this. It's not it's not a linear journey for for, for most people. Um, so, again, we try to provide a very wide range of yeah. qualifications and, and CPD and other materials. Um, and then we can provide guidance and some suggested pathways and things. But it's ultimately up to the individual professionals to decide what they need. Um, to fulfill their own personal and professional development needs, I think. One thing that strikes me about Handel's Bank and, um, is the much broader approach to sustainability that you take compared to, to many peers, um, you know, at least making the explicit link between financial and environmental and social sustainability. There's kind of three, three pillars there that lots of other institutions actually don't do. In other words, you know, the bank can't be genuinely sustainable if it only focuses on one of those areas. And so beyond climate, um, I know you're looking at a lot of uh, other other issues, many of them linked to the SDGs, but one that caught my attention was uh, gender equal savings um, and the targets kind of you're setting around that. But it did make me think just how much can a, a bank and bankers impact what are much broader societal issues? You know, I think the gender savings gap is a good example of this, where there's a, a whole range of complex underlying causes to this so you know how much can the bank actually shape society or how much is society shaping the bank yeah um i mean i i am doubtful that we'd ever see ourselves driving the social agenda i think there's a sort of instinctive humility Mm -hmm. within handles bank and no doubt many other organizations Mm -hmm. as well but but that you know that there's there's a there's a limit to our powers and there's an understanding of what it is that's our core role and of course that's being a strong dependable bank that drives good customer outcomes throughout the economic cycle so sustainable if you like with with both the small and the big s uh, in that sense but um but we we've also i suppose at the same time always felt this responsibility to respond to the issues that matter to our communities 
um, and I'd say particularly those where we either as a bank or because of this distinctive business model that we have are, are specifically placed to make a difference. So what we're looking to do now, uh, and the example you gave is, is, is a fairly good one, it's one of a number I suppose, is, is to try and step up our activity in some of these areas. And so not only climate change, but, but around inclusion. I mean, if you think that uh, the core, one of the cornerstone principles of Handels Banking is just this instinctive trust and respect for each other and then for our customers and our communities as well. That's basically the, the oil that makes the, makes the engine go uh, as, well as, it, as well as it's done. So inclusion is, is quite a natural thing for us to do, but, but do that with more focus and, and more intent, if you like, um, to take employee empowerment and say, yes, this, this is how we work. But what we can we do to support other organizations that would like to work with a more i think it's often referred to as human-centered uh, organizations we you know we have experience there purpose and values is, you know, we are values led that's that's kind of handles banking in, in essence so there are these wider aspects that we pull into our strategic view of sustainability now uh, where maybe uh, not that many years ago, we might have just, you know, we might not have considered them in a sustainability, through a sustainability lens at all. We might have just thought, yes, that's how we do it. And if someone comes knocking and asks us about it, we can talk to them. But now we want to be more active about that. We want to, you know, take ourselves out into those forums and help more organisations, uh, more individuals to, um, to benefit from our own experience. Mm. Thanks. And if maybe as a, a final question, so if I, if I may, um, as, as someone who's, you know, as I mentioned in the introduction, you've completed um, the Institute's Green and Sustainable Finance Certificate. Um, I should say other qualifications are available. They are not, however, as comprehensive and certainly not as reasonably priced. Um, then so what, what advice would you give to, to members and others um, who would like to follow kind of a similar journey to yourself and pursue a career in sustainability, I mean, whether in banking or in any other other sector? Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, I, I decided to take the full course and, and the certificate during a, a period of, of, of rapidly building my own knowledge and, and uh, around climate change and sustainability and from quite a number of perspectives. So there were lots and lots of signal coming in, lots of in, inputs, if you like. And I felt like I needed um, a way to, to arrange and connect up all the different uh, pieces of information I was learning and, and, and was going to go on to learn. If I sort of think of it like a banquet, it's, it's this banquet of available knowledge and it's, it's almost bottomless when it comes to sustainability. So even, even just climate change, to be honest. So uh, and then you see new plates getting added all the time and, and the ones already on the table getting, you know, replenished and, and used up a bit, maybe. So um, this course, I mean, it just gave me a, a stable framework for taking my own learning further. For, for You know, it covers the dynamics of the market principles and the challenges there and, and then how these relate across the different areas of finance. I, I would say, of course, in the end, there's, there's no real substitute for, for getting stuck into the real world challenges within your own organization, um, you know, in terms of learning fast and having to learn fast. Mm. And I'm certainly doing plenty of that now. But, but I found I needed that framework and, and, and would have done to perform the role that I have now in the bank. And, and, and I re revisit it often to see how uh, new information connects to old information, should we say? So, uh, so I should thank you probably personally for, uh, for helping construct the course in the first place, because I'm sure that was no mean feat. 
no well, well, well thanks richard and if sustainability is a is a banquet then you've provided us with plenty of uh, food for thought um during this recording i've certainly enjoyed it and i'm sure our members and other listeners um will have done too and have learned a great deal from your personal and professional insights and you know if you have please let us know share your comments and feedback with us via the usual channels and social media you know if we are going to align finance and sustainability we need all banking professionals to to join in green conversations like this and and start your own with your customers your colleagues and in your communities so you know please do get talking thank you <laughs>